0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. I have a friend who had her children seven years apart, and I find that fascinating because everything about parenting can change in that time. From the practical stuff like when to start solids and how to settle your baby, to the way society accepts things like working mothers and same-sex parents, which is why I'm fascinated with how grandparents, parents and children muddle along together with the different ways we approach raising our children. Mike Williams is a friend and colleague whose daughter Daphne is almost one. His parents, Carol and Greg Williams, have graciously joined us to have a chat about parenting across the generations. And not to forget little Daphne, who is also here and potentially making noise in the background. Welcome, everyone. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. It's interesting you said seven years just then because we looked at each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> because um, in our family, it's interesting, we have a, a uh, Katie, and then a year, and then seven years, and me, and then seven years, and a oh, younger wow. brother. Yeah. So oh, you got, are the perfect <laughs> litmus test. <laughs> got, within, within just these guys, they've got generations of parenting knowledge. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because the other thing, when I met my friend for the first time and found out that was the age difference, all I could say was... Why did you do that? Because by the time time they're seven, it's like you're out of the woods and then you're back to nappies and bottles all all the things. So why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Just the way it happened. (laughs) Did you notice even in that period that there was a difference in how you approach parenting between Mike and his sister or was it all? No, I didn't because, you
2: know, I just thought that's the way you did it. Um, And it worked the the first two times, so
0: why not continue? Try the same If it's not broken, don't fix it. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) come back to that. So uh, let's just uh, recap that. So how many kids do you have, Carol? Four. Four. And how many grandkids does that make at the moment? Eight. And Daphne is your newest, is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Greg, do you get involved with the grandchildren?
3: Yes, as much as I can.
1: Yeah.
0: So... Mike how do you and your partner Joe approach parenting like where do you get your advice from
1: Yeah um well it's interesting with all the all the nieces and nephews we've we've been able to watch how people have gone through parenting and different styles and we've learned a lot just by being uncles and aunties at family events So that's been really helpful that's the first place we get information <laughs> from so we had a quite a long uh, pre-journey and then um probably the next thing is Instagram there's a couple of accounts that my wife found that she passed on. Dr. Ziggy, I don't know if you know her, uh, Solid Starts, which is a really good Insta page. I have page.
0: heard of Solid Starts. So
1: follow them and they pop up in, in the feed. And, and Joe, my wife and I are always talking about, oh, did you see that post today? Here's an idea. And we're looking at that. And of course, of course, there's the famous line of, you know, when when Daphne was born, you realise the only template you had for parenting was your experience. So it really made me reflect on, uh, how I was raised and you know, that's, that's really my, was my starting point.
0: Okay. Now I find that really interesting because I also think about how I was raised and I want to be more like my parents. So the key difference I see between my parents, how they raised us and how I'm raising my children is the amount of information we have. So Mm. I feel like I want to be a little bit more relaxed in my parenting. So my parents never went to the pub and left us in the car, like some (laughs) people said. I'm not saying you guys (laughs) did that, although did you? No. No. But but I do feel that, uh, well, I grew up in the 80s, so I feel like when my parents were raising me, it was a little bit more relaxed. I feel like parents today are a bit more maybe anxious because we have so much information. So, Carol, if we can go back to when you had the kids, Carol and Greg, because you had them together. We did. You did. Um, When I asked Mike about where he gets his advice from, like his information from, did you learn from your siblings the way Mike's been able to see from his siblings? No, I was an only
2: child. Oh, there you go. So... I had no experience whatsoever and I got my advice from the baby clinic because that's what you did in those days. You went to the clinic every week or every two weeks and they'd weigh the baby and um, what are you up to and um, tell you when to start the solids and you start with rice cereal and then you add, you know, stewed peaches, pears or whatever and she would tell you what you did next. Yes, And that's the way we did it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about them, really. I had nothing to do with them at all. So I had to go to the baby clinic to find out what to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's where I got all my answers from. And, of course, there wasn't the internet and things like that. So, um, you know, and I suppose mum would say, try this, do that. But, yeah, not
0: really.
1: The original uh, influencer, the baby clinic.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel about Sorry. I was just
1: going to say, I, I think it was easier because of that.
0: Yeah. Because
3: you've got one source of information. Yeah. And so you don't look up something online and have two different points of view. The, the nurse said, yeah. this is how you did it. So that's how we did it. Yeah. And if it didn't work, go back
1: next time and
3: ask Yeah. Ask her. Okay. Work. Well, what else do we do? Yeah. Try yeah. something
0: else. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that, Mike?
1: <laughs> oh, it's funny. I just, I didn't know that. Um, oh, really? So it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, uh, the double-edged sort of information, because that was something, especially early on when we had Daphne, even and just after she was born, every different nurse that came in had a different take, oh, don't do it that way. Yes. Like, you got to do it this way. And everyone knows, you know, how to do it. And the truth is that one of them, one of the options uh, might work that's right for Daphne. Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: That's And um, I admit when I hear you say that, I, I feel a great sense of, relief. That would be a such relief just to have one person. (laughs) I often would ask my sister. My sister was my go-to if it all got too much. I think the other thing that has come with information is judgment. I feel like what you're saying, Mike, you know, some one person knows exactly how you do it. And then there's all these people saying, um, and it it comes from a good place. Like everyone's trying to do the right thing for their baby. But I feel like there's more judgment now in terms of, oh, you shouldn't be carrying your baby that way or sleeping with your baby or doing this or that. Do you see that in retrospect or was there judgment when you were bringing up Mike? No, I don't think so.
3: No, uh, I don't think so. Um, no, I think it's more judgment. I think you're right. I think it was more judgmental now.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. More pressure. To yes. Yeah. Do the yeah. Because
2: right people have an opinion. This is the way you do it. You don't do it like that. And if they see someone else doing it like that, oh, look what she's doing, you know. Yeah.
3: I think that's a general comment though I think these days, if your view doesn't coincide with mine, then you're terribly wrong. Yes, it's not it don't hear people say, well, I, I can see what you're saying, but we we do it this way. it's more this is the right way, and if you don't do it my way, then you you've got you've got it really
1: wrong. I guess it's interesting with parenting though because it's so intimate and so important that. There can be that uh, cognitive dissonance there, if between generations, um, if say I'm doing something different and you may have done it differently. Well, mm-hmm. that's that that that's going to create a little bit of tension there, because you know how I was raised or how you tried to raise me was the best you could do and and uh, was great <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I'm digging a hole here. I'm digging a hole. Please save me, Siobhan. No, no, I'm letting you do our We Do our
0: best. <laughs> Okay well, it, I mean, it does it, it is an interesting point because when I had my mother used to say she wanted grandchildren, said it a lot, and my my siblings and I were probably there's three of us and we're about 18 months apart. So my, my brother's four years older, my sister's 18 months older. Mum said we want we want grandbabies, none of us were ready, and then all of a sudden all of us were ready. So mum ended up with six grandchildren under six in several years and what that created was a really interesting tension because you had three sets of children with their children and different styles of parenting and then the grandparents who were trying to move around that and in that. So I find the role of grandparenting quite interesting in terms of did you two sit down and say okay this is how much involvement we want to have or we're going to wait for our kids to come to us and tell us or... No, no. I, no, we just sort of let it happen. No, um, our
3: attitude has always been we want to be there if we're needed and we always encourage, because we live in the city and in the country and so we, we say to our children, if you need us, tell us and please give us as much notice as you can so we can put it in our diary. And, and they do and we do.
0: Mm. Yeah, and uh how has oh, obviously you've got four children does everyone have kids now mm. no no
3: our youngest no. is 25 and he's still single
0: yeah and he probably will be for a while now if he <laughs> <laughs> sees all the children um and so do your siblings Mike do they have a similar parenting style to you
1: do you think oh uh, no so pretty different you know we're, we're all very unique kids uh, would you agree with that
0: absolutely yeah, yes I, very different
1: i'm probably um I'm probably the outlier in a lot of ways on, <laughs> on certain things. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the middle one. I'm the peacekeeper. I'm, I'm, um, the documenter and I, I that's sort of my role in the family. And, um, that's going to come into play in, you know, how I, h- how I parent my older brother, for example, is, you know, he can water ski and motorbike and four wheel drive and you name it, he can do it, but he doesn't like roller coasters.
2: No, I get on a roller coaster. <laughs> um, whereas
1: I'm not really like that. I'm more sort of maybe a little bit, you know, let's pick up the guitar and have a, have a song and, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: So would that mean that Mike is more of a researcher when it comes to <laughs> how he raises Daphne or his kids yes. compared to his siblings? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What's that like for you guys in terms of when, you know, you might have, you might be looking after Daphne and... Does Mike leave you a list of instructions? Yes. Which we Oh yes. Which
3: we're very, <laughs> which we're very careful to ignore. Yeah,
0: you know, at,
2: at nine o'clock she'll do this and at twenty past nine that. And if she
1: sneezes, say
2: bless uh. <laughs> oh, you. Oh know, yes. And you can't you can't raise your voice and you can't give her chocolate. Not that we would give her chocolate at this age, yes. <laughs> what? W- what, age,
0: <laughs> what age would you give her chocolate? Oh. Oh,
2: no, I don't think there's an age. Oh, my age. goodness,
0: you're totally going to be the first, the grandparents that give her the first ice cream. <laughs> Mike's going to be posting, can you believe my mother gave my daughter an ice cream when I wasn't there? That well, she happens. Is, she's not
2: allowed to have ice cream. Yeah. Nothing sweet. what? Yeah.
0: Someone doesn't know, doesn't. Hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking That's like right.
2: a chew, granddad. And, you know, we get the instructions and the timetable. Yes, yes, yes. And then he
0: walks out the door and we do exactly what we do. You,
1: you had no intention to <laughs> do no. any of the things. No, no I know. No. Did no. you
0: actually write a list, Mark?
1: I didn't write a list, He's, but there were
0: details. documented it. There were details. Did so he send you a text? He said he didn't write a list, but <laughs> did he send you another <laughs> There was no text. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Mike, you're, this is your first baby and you already know you're quite different to your siblings in mm. how you approach things. How do you feel when you walk out the door and you know they're <laughs> going to ignore <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> I had a feeling they were going to ignore what I asked. Um, you know, it's mixed feelings. You know, I trust them. And,
0: uh, <laughs> okay. Did you they, like that sigh after, oh, I trust <laughs> them.
1: They, um, you know, like... You know they know what they're doing. They're going to have a different approach. There's some things that, uh, like food, and and some things that I'm, I'm going to crack down on. Oh, them. we
2: wouldn't, we wouldn't. Yeah. If I you mean, said no chocolate, we're not going to give a no. chocolate or ice cream or anything. We'll <laughs> obey that rule. You know. I
0: don't know. I'm not sure that Greg will. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, I see the twinkle in his eyes when you say Michael, that. Carol. You
3: turned out all right. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> They
1: keep saying that. But <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: we're not, the jury's out, is it Mike, whether well, you, turn you know,
1: out it, okay? Well, let's, maybe we can talk about food, speci- like we're on uh, food, yeah. right? Okay, we're so, talking about So food. There's, there's two stories that come to mind, you know, when we're talking about food and, um, you know, just to, just to be upfront, I thought I was a bit of a picky eater when I was growing up.
2: He was the worst eater ever. He'd only eat potatoes and, Ma'am. but that was it. Ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's no okay, vegetables, that's nothing. Better. It's not just uh, potatoes; yeah. it's some protein. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, until one day we decided sit down and you oh. eat that meal and don't get up till it's oh, gone. That
1: was, that
3: was <laughs>
2: and my he forced own. it in. And next thing, we you saw it all again.
1: <laughs> I threw up <laughs> on the <laughs> stairs.
2: Yeah, and he, that's the last time we forced them to eat yeah. anything.
3: <laughs> I said, "You're not leaving the table until you eat all your meal," and, and that was a mistake I only made once.
0: And never again. Because <laughs> he
3: did eat it all and then we saw it all again.
0: And what was the next meal like after uh, that? What <laughs> <laughs> would well, you I like th- for dinner? I think the
1: siblings were a bit. bit ha- that was a win for the siblings that night for the kids. <laughs> but
0: then,
3: the most extraordinary thing was that Mike then bragged about it about how <laughs> how he tamed mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: That's
2: may be true. why
0: he brought it up just then. Well, he wasn't
2: that old. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's, there, it
2: was there, the and, uh, other story. Uh, well, there's another story. He was. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm going
1: to get deaf, and you and you guys yeah. tell that one.
2: Well, because he was such a picky eater, he was really, really skinny. You know, oh. really skinny. This Utilist. is a terrible
3: story, really. We <laughs> <laughs> um, were concerned because he was so thin. Mm. And uh, my mother and father picked up on that and they said, you know, we, said, we discussed with them that we were concerned that he was so skinny. So my father decided, fix this. <laughs> decided that he would fix this. <clears throat> so next time he had Michael there by himself, he said, you know, Mike, if you don't eat more, your back will touch your front, and it will rub together and cause a fire. You you, you will catch fire. You you will you will catch fire. <laughs> and Michael took this to heart.
0: And As you do. Boy, did
3: he put on weight.
2: <laughs> and you can see the result. <laughs> oh my but, god! But, but
1: this—I mean, look, I'm glad we're all laughing about it now. <laughs> I
3: can't believe my father did that. I mean, that really was a step too far.
1: But, but I have to say, it did solve the problem. That one didn't come from the from the baby clinic.
0: No, oh no, I was going to say this is not what we're saying as parenting advice, but children who not eat, who are fussy eaters. But
1: you know, you know, it comes back to the 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 original thing that started this chat was you know, I turned out okay, and. I guess you know I have had a complex relationship with food over my life, and it's not because of what Dadad Dad Laurie said. But I do wonder: Does what I do now with Daphne and how I introduce her to food, how we talk about good, good and bad food, how uh, trying to prevent picky eating, does some of those attitudes start now? And that's that's what we're looking at at the moment, and 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 it might. Mm. Well,
0: I mean, I think that's the, that's the tension, isn't it? Between having too much information. So we know, for example, not to smack kids now, and we know why we don't smack kids. And previous generations didn't know why. And so you do the best with the tools you have at the time you have them. And the problem is for our generation of parents, I think, is we're given so many tools and it's hard to know where the line is. So when there's one person that you can talk to, like Mm. the clinic nurse, it's like, well, that's okay. You must know (laughs) because you're you're the only person with the information. So I'm going to trust you. And I think probably Mike, to your point about food and our relationship with food, what we do have a lot more now is, um, child psychologists and Mm. understanding of child development and and their brain function and things like that. And I think one of the biggest anxieties for parents, and I know for myself, is how are our kids going to turn out? I'm wondering if that was ever a worry for you, because I know parents today often make the joke, they're all going to be in therapy when they're older anyway. (laughs) Whatever we do, we're going to mess them up. I mean, that's part of the human experience. Nobody can be a perfect parent but was that something that you even was on your radar or is that something that is more no uh,
2: no not really no. it was yeah. we
3: um we were careful always to say to the kids you can do whatever you want to and we'll help you do whatever you want to do but no we didn't have any uh, we didn't have any concerns we we expected and they did find their own
0: path so Mike, would you agree that possibly one of the concerns parents have today is how our kids, what we are doing to our kids psychologically and Absolutely.
1: That. Absolutely. And it's, it's a bit different for me because my, my wife's a psychologist.
0: <laughs> Handy, <laughs> so it maybe? is,
1: it is very top of mind. <laughs> and, um, I have to remind her regularly that I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> um, but th- it's certainly in our family, that's where a lot of the a lot of the research sort of driven side comes from. Joe does lead that. Uh, and I try and try and follow along and, and and pick stuff up. Um, but yeah, you know, Daphne's going to be her own person and, and and any other kids we have are going to, they're going to be their own person. And what I would like to do is the template that I can take from my parents is while there's differences in feeding and chocolate and, and sleeping and whatever, is there's a real loving template that my parents gave me. And that's something I've, I've appreciated. I've only really started to fully appreciate now I've had, had Daphne. And so, um, just like they did, we're going to do our best (laughs) and, uh, and we'll get it wrong and that's, that's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're thinking about that now.
0: Do you think, um, just going back a step when we were talking about how uh, Mike and I feel about our kids and a bit worried about their psychological development and the impact we will have on them as they grow. Um, part of that, to me, speaks about this increased sense of responsibility we have. Not to say you didn't feel responsible as parents, but I almost feel like um, recent generations of parents have been led to feel that they are responsible for every element of their child's well-being. So, if they if they're not eating, it's our fault. If we're doing something wrong. Gosh, that must be awful. Well, I feel, I don't know. That's how I feel parents today think about their kids. So if my daughter's not sleeping properly, it's on me to help her sleep properly. If she's in pain, it's on me to help her find a way through it. Um, I'm not sure if you feel that way, Mike. Daff's still very small. the first
1: time um, (laughs) Daphne fell and hit her head, I started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Just to give you a sense of uh, how involved I am and the stakes of of her. And and that's happened a couple of times where, you know, Joe has to deal with that because I can't really handle it because I'm so invested. Yes. And that's just part of my personality.
0: That's interesting. It's an investment and it's a sense of responsibility. So when I talk to other parents, I do feel that with all the information we're given, it's like you must be your child's psychologist, Mm. their educator, their doctor. I mean, the times my daughter asks me what's wrong with her and I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing pains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're tired. Have some water. Like.
1: Because that's interesting because say that, that, that time I cried when she fell over, <laughs> coming back to that, um, Joe's jo, feedback on that was that that's the time when I actually need to be strong because that's what she needs because it's not about me. And so that comes back to, well, h- how can I work on myself yes. to be a better parent? which is the point of what you're saying, is it comes back to me and what I can do and me just taking responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Carol, thank God we're the age
3: we oh, are. Oh, <laughs> I
2: reckon. Like I'm so glad we don't have young children now. <laughs> it's too, too mean, if, hard. We
3: had, uh, if there was something wrong, we'd try and, and help, of course, but it didn't occur to me that it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's because it wasn't. (laughs) We're a bit loopy. Um, The other thing I reflect on with my own parents when they brought us up is um, they did move around a bit, but I feel like the village we always talk about was just a given. So we lived on a suburban street. I remember mum and dad having um, dinners. So mum said to me, we didn't go out like you kids go out. Like we had dinners at home. Um, The kids would run into each other's houses. We'd be out in the reserve. It feels like there was more of a sense of community then. I don't know if that resonates with you.
2: Well, I think there was because um, now most mother and father works, so the children aren't home during the day. And of a weekend when the parents are home, they're too busy doing the housework, doing the shopping, or whatever, and the kids have to tag along or entertain themselves. In the days when we were young mostly the mothers stay at home, so the kids are home and that's how they'd entertain. Go next door, see the kids next door, the mothers would have a cup of tea. We did that with our neighbours and the kids would play every day and you know, she'd want to do shopping without kids, we'd mind her kids and vice versa, you know. Um I think that was well.
0: Brilliant, doesn't, doesn't it, good. Mike? But yeah. these
2: days you can't let the kids wander next door because who is next door what are they there's like lot, it's too dangerous there's
3: a lot more suspicion yeah and um and consequently you need people feel they need to be much more Eyes careful on, yeah and uh very very careful about who who's looking after
1: your kids and yep. wh- where they are
0: that's, what are they doing that's really yeah. sad I think do you have any final thoughts Mike
1: I oh, look my my final thought is just to echo something I said before about uh I guess you know to say thank you for, for how you guys raised me and, and, and the sacrifices you guys made and, and, uh, the template, the template you gave and, and whilst we'll, we'll keep talking about the chocolate, (laughs) (laughs) what you, the example you guys set is something I'm, I'm so grateful for. So thank you. Mike, all the effort
3: that we put in is nothing compared to what we got in return. (laughs) And Daphne, chocolate will never pass your lips. (laughs) Wink, wink.
0: Well, thank you, everyone, and you too, Daphne, for coming in and having this chat.
3: Thanks, Siobhan. Thanks, Siobhan.
0: That's Mike, Carol, Greg, and Daphne. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.